Welcome to Amplify. We're the show that will help you take your message, whatever it may be, and get it out through social media, networking, and other marketing channels. Maybe even some that you've never thought of. Whether you're an organization, small or large business, or you just have the next positive message that's sure to go viral, you'll want to stay tuned this hour. Now, here's your host, Ken Rashawn. Well, welcome to Amplify. This is Ken Rashawn on Voice America Influencer Channel with my lovely co-host, Andre Adams-Miller from the Red Carpet Connection. And we have a show that will change your life. In other words, it will probably add a lot of years to your life. So pay attention. There's going to be a lot of great information in this show. I was just recently at the Tesla Tech Conference and met our guest, and we'll be bringing him on in a minute. But uh, what, a, what a life changer to meet this man. And it, thank you very much to Aaron Murakami, who introduced me to Steve Ellswick, who has this conference. And it really goes back to connecting those dots. What are you doing in life that is making you grow, making you uncomfortable, making you think, and making you actually challenge if you really know the truth of how to live a life that you love and obviously a life that would impact the world. So, Andrea, how are you doing? I am fabulous. Thank you for asking me. Well, you're very welcome. You were at the Tesla Tech Conference. What did you think of it? Well, they were definitely hitting it right when they called it the Extraordinary Technology Conference as well as being hosted by Tesla Tech. It's uh, The people there were amazingly interesting, open-minded. Uh, the, oh, the synergy that they had between taking different hypotheses and different sciences just blew me away. I, I really enjoyed my time with them. Well, I got the privilege of doing a pre-keynote for... Aaron Murakami, who did the keynote the first night, and it's so funny, it's a tech conference, and they didn't have a clock to tell me what time <laughs> I was ending, so I kept feeling like there was an uh, edge to, you have two more minutes, you have two more minutes, so I, I won't say I did my best speaking uh, presentation, but I did get to meet Brandy at the dinner that night, and she brought me over and said, you have got to meet Dr. Wallach. So what a, what a game change that was, and I'm so excited that I got to at least meet him that night and that we're having a full hour with him today. So let's go on, uh, bring him in with a beautiful bio. Dr. Joel Wallach, well, he... Has, he's a DM, DVM, an ND. He's a world-renowned physician, veteran, lobbyist, comparative pathologist, speaker, author, biomedical research pioneer, Nobel Prize nominee, a scientist, agricultural expert, and visionary. I could go on and on. This man has more than 40 years of experience doing so many amazing, groundbreaking research and information on the health benefits of different um, minerals and so much they call him the doctor of um, medicine or doctor of minerals excuse me and he is really making some advance um, that, that really just blow people away sometimes even considered controversial but that is really getting people's minds stirred up and open i'm so excited to have you on doctor please standing ovation to you dr joel wallach well thank you so very much appreciate your hospitality and look forward to sharing with you of course well after going through your book, I felt like an hour just isn't going to cut it, so hopefully we'll be able to have you back to expand on these conversations, but I have more questions than I know what to do with in an hour, so I'm going to encourage in this particular uh, conversation that we treat a little bit like a mini or hybrid rapid fire. I'll, I'll certainly encourage you to expand on your answers, but not to the point that we lose too many of the questions. How about that? Oh, fair enough. Okay, so let's start off with your age. How old are you? 
Um, let's see here. In American terms, I'm 79 years old. In Chinese terms, I'm over 80. And you have a hat that you wear 90, 90, what does it say on your hat? For life. It says 90 for life. And, of course, that represents uh, my motto because uh, all vertebrates, including human beings, require 90 essential nutrients, 60 minerals, 16 <clears throat> vitamins, 12 minerals, 3 fatty acids. And this is just to maintain yourself and repair damage that comes along just from normal living. And that's 90 nutrients, right? 90 essential nutrients, 60 minerals, okay. 16 vitamins, 12 amino acids, 3 fatty acids. Perfect. And I guess for me, that thought the hat was saying, hey, you're going to go to 90 plus. So I guess that's kind of the plan, right? Well, the plan is actually to go to 300. Okay. Um, yeah, human beings have, <clears throat> have the capacity and your body has the will to go much longer than 90 or 120 as the uh, Old Testament guarantees. And so um, I think you have to appreciate we have to do our part. To, just like um, iron rusts, okay, and so you're losing a little bit of that iron every day to oxidation. The same thing is happening to us. And if you want to live to be 300 in a healthy way, you've got to replace those cells that are dying. Uh, one of the longest living cells, of course, are the brain cells, then comes the red blood cells, and then the other cells. And uh, they die. But we have to replace them if you want to keep your faculties and your physical and health abilities. Well, given the number 300, I would say we're very inefficient or we're kind of cheating ourselves of life and also vitality. I mean, forget about how long we live. We're not even living a life that is typically robust and full of energy. So I uh, enjoyed a lot of your interviews that I've listened to. And uh, so what happened that was so magical at age four? Well, at four, uh, I began to have symptoms. Uh, they didn't have a name for it back then, but I was getting a little uh, angry. I was having uh, what I call facial tics. It's like cramps in your face and squeeze my eyelids shut. And it got worse and worse and worse by the time I was uh, nine. Okay, five years later, I was really in serious trouble. My family had taken me to 20 different doctors. The last one, uh, Mary Jane Skeffington from St. Louis. Now, we were farmers. We lived about 80 miles outside of St. Louis. And so when I was nine, they finally took me to the expert, to Mary Jane Skeffington. And um, she said that uh, I should probably be institutionalized. I asked what that meant. They said, we're going to put you in a hospital. I said, well, how long am I going to be there? They said, well, for the rest of your life. And so I began to read that night and the next day in school when everybody else went to lunch. And um, I thought, well, maybe I'm having cramps like athletes. And said, uh, you, you, if you have cramps, you're deficient in calcium and magnesium. Well, I've been feeding livestock to these big 50-pound paper bags full of the alfalfa pellets, and they had calcium and magnesium. And so that day I went home, started eating the alfalfa pellets, um, poured some of my cereal bowl the next morning, threw the, the cereal out to the chickens. My mom took it away. So that's animal food. You can't have it. My dad took it from her, gave it back to me. And in three days' time, I was cured. After five years of getting worse and worse and worse and worse, and three days just eating animal food, I was cured. So it taught me something very quickly about what doctors knew and didn't know and the reason why we supplemented animals and people didn't know anything about it for themselves. Well, from that point, what turned you on the science to continue? Well, from that point, um, I wanted to be a scientific farmer and take over the family farms. And so uh, uh, 1958, when I graduated um, uh, high school, went to ag school at the University of Missouri and uh, lucked out and got to be with uh, Dr. William Albrecht, who is one of the world's expert uh, on soil science and soil health and so forth. 
and uh, wanted to be the best farm that ever was. And so really began to learn about what it takes to magnify the health and production of livestock, the health of the land and production of the land. And I began to see where it could help people like I had helped myself eating animal foods that were really highly supplemented. Very good. And you actually uh, went through ROTC. Yes. Um, uh, ROTC. Yep. ROTC. Yep. Uh, back then, 1958, the Vietnam War was on, and everybody who was a male had to uh, register to go through the ROTC for two years. And I liked it, so I just stayed in. And at four um, years, I graduated as a officer and a gentleman, which you had to keep up uh, uh, every uh, month. You had to go for one um, weekend. And then, of course, every summer you'd have to take a month and be in full active duty. And uh, uh, spent seven years, uh, including the um, uh, Army, spent seven years in the Army and 20 years in the Air Force. And after that, you actually started studying nutrition at a much higher level, right? Well, I actually started nutrition at a much higher level um, uh, about, uh, let's see here, 1961, because 1961, I, I was wrestling uh, for the University of Missouri. I was already taking supplements because I, I wrestled for the University of Missouri. But as I'm learning about soil health and, and animal health, I began to add other nutrients that did not appear in standard over-the-counter vitamins and minerals. And uh, people were asking me in the church, uh, why are you so healthy? Where, you know, six months ago you were disruptive and, and really in bad shape, and, and um, uh, people were coming to me and asking me to heal them. I didn't, you know, I'm a kid, and so I had to uh, kind of read up on the diseases they had and found out that uh, many of the diseases were said to be genetic were really just nutritional deficiencies, and I recommended certain nutrients. And even at um, a 10, 12-year-old was able to help uh, adults uh, get rid of diabetes and arthritis and high blood pressure and things like that by giving them some advice. Well, I found it fascinating when you were talking about a tomato in one of your interviews that you said it originally had 60 minerals and it was down to three because of the absence of the wood fibers that were thrown into the, the garden. And so I was wondering what nutritional deficiencies, uh, what are the biggest nutritional deficiencies people have? Well, that's a very good question. It's a very uh, insightful question. And the nutritional deficiencies that people are going to have in different states and different counties in different cities is going to depend on where they got their food. Uh, because two-thirds of the 90 essential nutrients are 60 or the minerals, and nutritional minerals do not occur. They do not occur in a uniform blanket around the crust of the earth. They occur in veins like chocolate and chocolate ice cream. Some places have none. Some have three, which is what plants need, three of these nutrients. We need 60, and some places have 12, and some places have 14, and some places have 18. Uh, very few have all 60 that we need. Uh, in those places, these are long-lived cultures around the world. They're in the top 20 long-lived cultures in the blue zones, according to the National Geographic. Many of them uh, live in places that have 40, 50, 60 minerals in the soil. So when they grow a carrot, the carrot will suck those minerals out of the soil. They're third world. They don't have electricity. They put the wood ashes in the garden. And the wood ashes, from burning that wood, have the minerals in it that the tree sucked up out of the ground. They only needed three, but they sucked up all 60 out of the ground. And the tomatoes and the carrots and the beans will suck those minerals up. Um, people eat those, and they live a long time without disease. Other places, they might only get 12 minerals, and so certain diseases you don't see in that area, but other diseases are very high 
we actually have density maps for heart disease and heart attacks and uh, disabilities and musculoskeletal diseases like arthritis and so forth, uh, Alzheimer's disease and so on. Uh, there are certain areas where it occurs in high levels, and that's because these nutrients are missing from the soil. Now, I, I did a Google on how you could get all the minerals your body needs, and something came up, and it was if you have sea moss, bladderwrack, and burdock root, you'd have all the minerals your body needs. What, do you, what would you say to that? That is not true because it depends on where they're grown. Right. Um, if there's only three minerals where they're grown, there's only three minerals because a plant cannot manufacture minerals. A plant uh, can take carbon dioxide out of the air and manufacture carbon things like amino acids and fatty acids and vitamins and those kind of things. But plants cannot manufacture minerals. Uh, and so um, if for them to say get all the nutrients you need just by eating these plants, that's very naive, very naive and actually criminal. Yeah, and that actually uh, brings me to a, a quote that I saw in your epigenetics book, which was, you are not what you eat, but what you absorb. And so technically, you are what your food absorbs as well. That's exactly right. And of course, uh, you can supplement with all 90 cents of nutrients, but if you're eating gluten and uh, not eating salt, uh, gluten, of course, will damage your small intestines. You might drop your efficiency rate of absorption through your small intestines down from 95% all the way down to 3%. Hmm. And people will say, you know, when they say, uh, God, I get these terrible headaches and I could take a whole bottle of aspirin and it, it doesn't touch it. Well, that's because they're not absorbing the aspirin. So you get a clue that way. And then um, it's, uh, if you don't take enough salt, you cannot make stomach acid. Stomach acid is one of your best friends because the um, enzymes that break down proteins um, made by the chief cells in the stomach that break down proteins into amino acids cannot work in a neutral or um, alkaline environment. They must work in a highly acid environment with a pH below 2. And so you must have salt uh, because salt, uh, HCl, um, it's the N, excuse me, sodium chloride, uh, Na, NaCl, um, is required to make stomach acid. And the chief cells do that. And so we really, really have to make sure that people do salt their food um, any doctor who says restrict your salt because it increases your blood pressure, that is not true, and uh, they should have their licenses uh, taken away from them. And as far as the gluten-free, would you say all humans would be better off if they had a gluten-free diet? Absolutely. All vertebrates, okay? And, of course, if you look at the difference between Asians and people with a background from uh, Europe, uh, what happens here is, People say, well, look, those Asians, they have different genes. They don't get the same diseases we Europeans get. No. They live on rice and sweet potatoes, and Europeans live on wheat, barley, round oats. So the, the uh, Japanese and the Chinese and Koreans and so forth, before Europeans uh, came to them, um, even now today their primary diet is rice and sweet potatoes and vegetables. They don't get gluten in their diet, so they absorb much, much better than we do, and they tend to be more um, primitive and they're small farms than we are. Uh, our small farmers use um, commercial fertilizers with just three nutrients because they're looking for tons and bushels um, it's money. Whereas the Asian people, many of them still live in very rural, very, very um, non-sophisticated communities, and they're still using wood for fuel. They're still putting their wood ashes in their gardens and animal manure in the gardens. And so they're getting much more in the way of minerals than we do as a result, but also 
They don't have any damage to their intestines. They're not afraid to use salt. And so um, they absorb much more efficiently than we do. So I, I, about 35, 40 years ago, I started living like an Asian, and uh, it's uh, done me very well. Hmm. Well, I, I think a lot of Americans and perhaps listeners in general for this show don't realize that there's a lot of programming, propaganda, and payola that really programs us to eat what we eat. And it, I, I left one of the things you said that was quite disruptive. It's not an apple a day, but a stick of butter a day that <laughs> keeps the doctor away. You want to comment on that? Yeah. And of course, um, that has to do with um, cholesterol. You have to appreciate that cholesterol is one of your best friends. And of course, uh, medical doctors have demonized it because um, uh, they were able to get uh, Procter & Gamble to give the American Heart Association $1.7 million, which is a lot of money back in the 1940s, to demonize cholesterol so that they would use Crisco, uh, both in the solid form and the liquid form, as a cooking chardonnay. And so um, it got really out of hand, and other companies started making these um, drugs, statin drugs to lower cholesterol, and they created diseases. Um, Alzheimer's disease is a physician-caused disease. Alzheimer's disease is caused by a cholesterol deficiency. All vertebrate brains, including human beings, are 75% white matter, myelin, and this myelin is almost 100% cholesterol. You cannot make enough to maintain yourself, so you must consume it every day. So if you're eating margarine, you're not going to get any cholesterol. You want to be eating butter. If you're eating egg beaters, you're not going to be getting any cholesterol. Okay? You need to be eating eggs. Also... Um, you're going to be a Viagra man. Uh, you're going to need Viagra to have a sex life if you use um, egg beaters and margarine and that sort of stuff and, and statin drugs to lower your cholesterol because testosterone, estrogen, progesterone, and adrenal hormones are 95% by weight cholesterol. So you must consume cholesterol every day. And what it may or may not be in an apple is going to be highly variable depending on where the apple tree grew. But... If you want to have a good sex life, you want to have a good memory when you're 120, uh, you better be eating three to six eggs twice a day with soft yolks. Hard-boiled eggs won't count. Yeah, I, I heard one of your uh, presentations that a gentleman was eating 25 eggs and having an extraordinary life. Well, that day. was published. Yeah, you know, that was yes. actually published uh, in a Harvard uh, Journal of uh, Medicine. Okay, so. Um, this is not something I made up. This is published. And um, they were asking this guy, you know, he's 88 years old and didn't have any uh, health issues and having a great sex life like an 18-year-old. And they asked him what he attributed it to, and he said, well, I eat 25 eggs a day. And they didn't like that because they had newly graduated doctors with him, the professor. And uh, so they said, well, why do you eat 25 eggs a day? Well, because it gives me the sex life of an 18-year-old. Because he was able to make testosterone um, without having to take Viagra uh, when he was 88. And I'm just curious, uh, your IQ, what is that? You know, um, I would absolutely say that it's probably average. Uh, nobody has ever told me what my IQ was. I'm sure somebody knows, but I don't know. And so when you have proper nutrients and uh, nutrition, you're having your brain actually optimized. That That's oh, safe to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's so many um, neurological diseases that occur from nutritional deficiencies. Pellagra, beriberi, uh, we're talking about uh, dementias of all kinds. Uh, we're talking about Parkinson's, MS, Lou Gehrig's disease, ALS, 
We're talking about hunting disease, many of which are thought to be genetic disease, but they're really just nutritional deficiencies. And, of course, cholesterol deficiency is a big one. And so um, it's one of those things where I put all the research that backs that up from the New England Journal of Medicine um, in this uh, CD, A Stick of Butter Day Keeps a Doctor Away, and it really changes everything. You know, back in the old days when people were constipated and so forth, they would eat an apple a day just to have a bowel movement. It was more of a laxative approach than it was nutrition. And um, it's one of those things where many, many, many of the, uh, I don't know call them legends or uh, people that pass on information from one generation to another was uh, incomplete and incorrect. Well, if someone is uh, wanting to extend their life, which I would guess most people are, and let's say they're in their 40s or 50s, if, if, is juicing a good idea? I, I have gone to the airports, and whenever I see a juicing place, I always go and get my ABC, apples, beets, carrots, and I always add, have them add ginger and jalapeno if they have jalapenos. What, do you, what is your uh, thoughts on that? Well, you're going to get some antioxidants from doing those uh, drinks. But, um, again, the amount of minerals you're going to get in those drinks may only be three. Uh, because plants cannot make minerals. No matter which plants you're eating, you don't have any earthly idea how many minerals are in there. And it, it can, you know, even remotely thinking you can get some significant amount of nutrition from juicing would be like saying, do not waste your money by putting oil in your car. Just put dirt from Texas or Oklahoma in your car. There's bound to be some oil in there because there's, you know, that's dirt from Texas and Oklahoma. Well, an insane person would not do that to their car. They would put oil in there. But anybody, even with three college degrees, if her doctor says, I ah, don't waste your money on supplements, just eat well and get everything you need. Say, well, my doctor said I can get everything I need from just eating well. So do not expect to get complete nutrition from juicing. And oils are a really good idea. Um, I mean, some people t- take a teaspoon of, like, avocado oil or things like that. What, is that good for you? No. Oils actually cause plaque in the arteries. Cholesterol has nothing to do with plaque in the arteries. Cholesterol has nothing to do with any kind of heart disease of any kind. But um, oils, you know, salad dressings, cooking oils, um, uh, a lot of these bulk oils, um, olive oil, coconut oil, MCT oils, uh, these sorts of things, peanut oil, corn oil, uh, you name all these oils, they oxidize and turn into trans fats, heterocycamines, and acrylamides. I learned that in 1969 when I was doing my big project for the National Institutes of Health. I did 20,000 autopsies in that project. And what I found was, in wild sheep from North Africa, um, just in two months of captivity in the United States, they would die from 98% plaque in their coronary arteries. Now, these are wild sheep. They're eating grass. They're eating hay. They're eating grain. They're not getting eggs and butter and meat and stuff like that. So where were they getting their cholesterol? This is 1969. We did analysis of their food, and we found trans fats, heterocycamines, and acrylamides because the grain they were being fed was kept in a metal barn, and the wheat germ oil had oxidized and turned into trans fats, heterocycamines. And this is why somebody who's a vegetarian or vegan, they think they're, they're going to escape plaque in their arteries. Uh, even at room temperature, these oils oxidize and will cause plaque in your arteries. And so oils are something you want to avoid like the plague. Now, you have a 90-day uh, plan that you actually share. Is, it, is that a book as well or is that a program only? Okay, well, we tell people that if you want to see results uh, from our programs, you have to at least give it 90 days. Our programs are for life. Our motto is 90 for life. You need to supplement with all 90 essential nutrients for life, every day for life. Avoid the bad things. But we say, look, um, we'll pay the shipping if you um, get on auto ship. 
And so that's going to give you a nice discount. We'll only sell you the products for wholesale. You won't pay retail. We won't charge you anything for the information. We're not going to charge you anything for our counseling. So you get that for free. You're going to pay wholesale. And we want you to do it for 90 days. If you're not prepared to do it for 90 days, you know, save your money. Because mm-hmm. some things, especially if, you're, if you've been on gluten all your life and you're only absorbing 3%, it might take you two months to be able to begin to absorb in a significant amount if you're able to remember to get off of gluten so you can absorb efficiently. And so there's that piece. You have to let your intestines heal for at least 30 to 60 days to be able to have a significant absorption capacity. Understood. And the, I guess the next part would be, if you're going to be on it for 90 days, what are some of the secrets that you shouldn't be eating and some of the secrets you should be eating? Well, again, you want to stay away from oils. Uh, you want to cook in water and butter. You don't want to heat butter so it turns brown. It can be just sort of slightly melted and sauteed kind of thing. But water is a good way to cook. Um, and then you also, for absorption, you want to salt your food to taste, and of course we like our pink Himalayan salt, and we also have a, um, a salt and pepper mix in our savor division, which is our division of spices and stuff like that. And and so, again, this goes towards absorption, and um, we want people to take the 90th century. We have a basic program we call the Healthy Start Pack. Uh, contains actually 248 nutrients, 90 of which are universally agreed upon to be essential nutrients. And doing these things, we've eliminated an enormous number of diseases uh, that were thought to be genetic. And so we're very, very proud of that. And if people do that, they'll almost always stay on the program. In fact, I was having breakfast with a lady this morning. She's uh, 240 pounds. She's lost five inches in height. She's only like four foot 11. And she weighs 240 pounds. And she couldn't walk because of arthritis and had diabetes. Well, just um, six weeks on her program, um, her doctor said, we don't know why, but you're not a diabetic anymore. And she doesn't need to use a cane, and she walks around uh, without any pain just in six weeks. And that's because she did a very good job of staying away from the gluten, the wheat, the barley, the rye, and oats. And, of course, uh, I learned that in 1969. It was published in 1970. They wouldn't, they wouldn't publish. I submitted it to several different uh, medical journals. They wouldn't publish it in medical journals here. So I had it published by a Danish pathology journal in Denmark. And uh, so I got to speak throughout Europe of, and Scandinavia for a year in 1970 <laughs> because of that article, because they understood exactly what I was saying. And where can people get started? I mean, people are listening today. They want to start this 90-day program. Where, where would they go to get started? Well, if they you know, have somebody who would uh, you know, be already in the program, they could you know, get an ID number from them. Um, otherwise, hey, they can actually uh, contact you. That's your number. Okay, you can give out her number. Okay. Um, or you can give out Miss. Or you can give out your number or Miss Brandy's number. Okay. Well, I think we'll give out Brandy's number, and that will be uh, the term amplify. If they hear it on the show, I guess that's a good way to let them know that the ID. So, okay. if you call, can I give the number right now, Doc? Yeah, please. Okay. So Brandy is available at six one five three eight nine. 7733. That's 615-389-7733. And just mention the word amplify and uh, it'll take really good care of you. So I was on a, uh, I guess, a journey at the beginning of summer that I thought that I would be a lot lighter and it backfired, Doc. I was uh, 200 pounds and my goal was to get to 180. I'm six foot tall and 
I guess the intention was there, but not the habit. And I reversed it. I went to 210. Not, not, not too, not too good a progress. So I think my aging and my, uh, and my uh, ability to be efficient, my body being efficient, I'm not uh, burning calories as well. I'm just guessing that. So what's my best approach given there's uh, 20 days left of obviously getting on your program, but what are some of the secrets <laughs> okay. there? Okay. Well, the secret to weight loss is nutrition because, um, you know, we've been using the same false theory for weight loss in America for 125 years. And that is if you're going to, if you're o- overweight or obese, uh, 35 pounds or more of your ideal weight for your height, You've been eating too much and don't exercise enough. And we have so many of these fitness centers and I don't know how many diets and all this stuff all over the place, and yet we rank number one in the world. We're number one, Ken. We're, we're number one <laughs> when it comes to obesity. We're the number yep. one obese nation in the world, and we have all these fitness centers and diets and all this kind of stuff and, and obesity doctors and, and so forth and surgeries and bypasses and you name it. Well, that's because none of that is true. Um, when you want to lose weight, you have to supplement with your 90 essential nutrients. And um, when you take in the nutrients, your body's not hungry. So you're not going to say, I don't know why, I just had a 7,000-calorie meal and I'm still looking for something to eat. That's because your body's telling you you're deficient in a nutrient. Horses, this is called cribbing. They'll actually chew on the rails in the stall and they'll eat the barn looking for food. So a farmer knows you better give them you know, some uh, trace minerals and some calcium and so forth, and the horse will stop eating the barn. And so we came up with a program we call the, the um, uh, Healthy Weight Loss Program. And, of course, you take that. It's going to give you uh, the uh, nutrients you need to stop what we call pica or cribbing, cravings. And we take people, regardless of age, whether they're 10 years old or 65, 70 years old, and they're anywhere from 25 to 50 to 100 to 200, 300 pounds overweight, they will lose a half a pound to two pounds a day on, we have a keto diet we provide for them. It's a, a pre, pre-packaged diet, uh, which has good fats and good proteins and I think only like less than 1% carbohydrates, two meals a day on our keto diet. And then you take our healthy uh, weight loss pack and you'll lose a half a pound to two pounds a day. And you'll never gain the weight back as long as you stay on your 90 because gaining weight uh, in a bad way is due to nutritional deficiency. Well, all I can say to that is I am so glad I'd need a barn because can you imagine how much I would have weighed had I eaten a barn this summer? <laughs> <laughs> well, I know Andrea is very excited uh, to ask some questions. And unfortunately, again, because we only have an hour, I'm bringing her in right now for a question. Go ahead, Andrea. Well, I'm glad you addressed the cravings because that was one of the questions I had if people are, you know, especially when you have children, if they're craving eggs or craving or like chew on their hair is that a sign that the parent should be looking for particular minerals at the other question I have is um, how do you guys test for the mineral deficiencies and uh, make that decision and if you um, use other methods like kinesiology so if you'd address those Mm -hmm. that'd be great okay well we actually have a book called rare earth forbidden cures in chapter 11 it tells you how to do this yourself there's there's many signals about nutritional deficiencies and we go into this uh, so that anybody can um, figure this out. But what we have is the ability for people to take a hair sample from the nape of their neck, uh, about a heaping tablespoonful, how to package it, where to ship it to, and in two weeks you get the results back. We ship the results directly back to you, and it'll tell you whether you're absorbing or not. That's one of the most valuable pieces of that hair analysis. We'll also um, 
uh, tell you what minerals you're low in and which minerals are high in. You don't want to have high mercury or high uranium or stuff like that, but that test will tell you those things. Um, but then if, if you're low on everything, you're not absorbing. Okay, so this hair analysis, I like everybody to do this, is not, um, which I say is not uh, something that uh, we, we demanded, but if you really want to know the answers to those questions, the hair analysis is the only way to find out. You cannot tell from a blood test because your body will try and normalize your blood values of these things. And you could be low in, in, in something, and yet it will show up okay in your blood test because your, your body is working real hard to keep your blood levels at the place it's supposed to be. So hair analysis is the only way to look at minerals. For vitamins, there's many, many ways. Uh, and again, the book Rare Earths Been Cures is primarily a mineral book. And it goes into how to get the hair analysis. There's some easy ones. For instance, if you have white hair or varicose veins or hemorrhoids or aneurysms, um, uh, you're losing skin pigment if you're a dark-skinned person, uh, have vitiligo. Uh, this is a deficiency of a single mineral called copper. Okay? I wouldn't just take copper. You need to take them all because if you're deficient in copper, the odds are you're deficient in many others. So here's where you want to have a hair analysis. But if you have white hair, it's not just that is not natural aging. You have a deficiency. And you've, what do you say to people that say they get a lot of success from intermittent fasting? Well, the reason they're getting success from intermittent fasting, they're giving up gluten for 48 hours or a week or something like that. They're just giving up gluten, and their intestines begin to heal a little bit. They'll be able to absorb a little bit more nutrition from their food, and uh, so they do feel better. But it's because they've given up gluten when they fast. And for people that uh, are coffee addicts, like myself, is that bad for you? No. Uh, we actually have a big coffee line in our, our business. Uh, we own the plantations. We fertilize it with our uh, plant minerals, uh, which we take ourselves. We also use the same plant minerals to fertilize the plantations where we grow our coffee. And coffee is, is a great um, drink uh, when it comes to um, an energy drink as long as you're taking all your nutrients because it is a little bit of a diuretic. It will make you urinate more frequently. And so that's a good way of getting rid of bad stuff, but it will also um, uh, siphon off some good stuff. And so if you're taking um, an ideal supplement program every day for your body weight, then uh, three or four or five cups of coffee is not a bad thing. And of course, ours is organic, non-GMO, and contains 78 minerals. And it, is the amount of water you drink in a day uh, very relevant to your wellness? Well, of course, because water, we're a water being. I mean, we're um, 75, 80% water, so we do require water to – our blood has to flow through our, our vascular system. Um, our cells, uh, the, most of each cell, 75, 80% are water. So water, and we evaporate it through sweat and so forth, and we lose it through urination and saliva and all kinds of secretions, so we need to replace it constantly. And, of course, uh, we like um, glacial water because it's low in heavy water. And, of course, uh, that's why we have the Icelandic glacial water. We, we supply that Icelandic glacier water uh, because, and if you look at the lifespan of these people who live around glaciers, they live anywhere from four to eight years longer than Americans just because they're drinking this glacial water, which is low in heavy water and high in minerals. Well, I kind of figured water was important because we're made of it, but I was wondering also how much water is really necessary or how much is recommended for a longer lifestyle. Sure. 
Well, I would say when you're taking all fluids, which would include your coffee, your tea, um, and water, um, you're looking at, uh, I'd say, six to eight glasses of water a day for an adult. So that really is the recommended amount. So the doctors did get that one right. Now, they also say oh, drink, uh, <laughs> they, they, well, they, you got the gut milk uh, question. So how much, how much milk should be, you be drinking? I've had a lot of people say don't have dairy. It's, it's, not, it's not helpful. Well, remember, a stick of butter day, stick of butter day, Ken, keeps the doctor away. Yeah, so that's got dairy in it. keeps the doctor away, okay? And so that's what it is dairy. And you want the high-fat um, uh, dairy. You want whole milk, not skim milk. You want um, uh, regular butter. You don't want margarine. You want the high-fat yogurts. You don't want zero-fat yogurts. Um, again, um, the, the medical tenant of staying away from fat because it raises your cholesterol um, is absolutely wrong. Every doctor who says that should have their license taken away from them because it creates Alzheimer's disease and many other um, brain diseases such as Parkinson's disease. In fact, we did a big study on 125,000 people with Parkinson's disease, and they all consumed... Proactively, they all consumed zero-fat dairy products and, you know, zero-fat cheeses and milk and yogurts and things like that. And uh, the people who ate lots of dairy fat never got Parkinson's disease. That was just published a couple of years ago. And how about the alcohol drinkers? How, how much is uh, bad or should you not drink alcohol? Sure. Well, it's not a requirement. But uh, alcohol does have, particularly like red wine, has antioxidants in it. It has resveratrol in it, which um, uh, actually supports your immune system. And to have a glass of red wine with your dinner um, is not a bad thing. You know, the French drink a glass of red wine breakfast, lunch, and dinner for snacks, and they outlive us by 25 years because they're getting that resveratrol, which is an antioxidant very, um, at very high levels in red wine. You don't find much resveratrol in white wine. Um, but um, red wine is legendary. And if, you know, if you're a religious person, um, when the good Lord Jesus converted um, water into what? Oh, it wasn't orange <laughs> juice. He converted water into wine. Right. Well, I'm very excited that you're going to be part of the Keep Smiling movement in the books. Uh, I can't wait to actually have you your, your work and your message really get out to so many more people. I think it's, uh, it, it's not disruptive. It's so needed, and it's so unfortunate. Some people, so many people do not understand that this knowledge is available, and so they're just living a life of death. Yeah, well, we're very, very honored that uh, we'll be working with you and look forward to disseminating that information through your system, which has been a blessing to millions of people. Thank you very much. So your book, Epigenetics, is a, a pretty hefty book, but it's not as big as your 1,200-page book that is uh, sitting honored at the Smithsonian. That, uh, that book, is it, what's the best book that someone could actually start getting? I know you've written quite a few, but what, what's a good book to jump yeah. into? Well, if they're going to just get one book, if they're going to start out with one book, I'd have them get Let's Play Doctor. Let's play okay. doctor. Because it goes into all the things you can do yourself. You can go to a pharmacy without a prescription and get test strips for your blood and urine tests and the equivalent of a colonoscopic exam. You know, with uh, Apple watches and these little devices you can buy on TV now for 99 cents, you can do your own EKG. You can certainly take your own blood pressure, pulse, and weight and all these things. And so you can pretty much do the same physical. A doctor will bill your insurance company $2,000 for. You can do it for $4.50 worth of test strips. And your information will be secret. It won't 
be sent to an insurance company, and that way your your um, insurance monthly premiums won't increase, and your life insurance monthly premiums won't increase, and your deductibles won't increase from six hundred bucks to six thousand bucks. You start getting all this stuff done by a doctor, uh, your life is going to be a mess. And so you want to do these things yourself. All right. Let's so I have a place to start. Thank you. And I have a, a I guess, a, a bunch of questions that have the beginning letter A. So we'll go with, uh, we'll start off with my, my mom had Alzheimer's and she was diagnosed with it, uh, at, at, I think, dementia at first uh, at age 61. People that are have the onset of it, is there a way to reverse it, and is there a way to prevent it? Yes, yes, okay. And uh, basically, um, again, Alzheimer's disease is a lack of cholesterol, whether it's mm-hmm. from statin drugs to lower your cholesterol and or eating low-fat, low-cholesterol foods, you know, trying to follow the doctor's advice, which is in, inappropriate and incorrect. Uh, you want to eat three to four eggs twice a day with soft yolks. You want to eat butter instead of... Margarine. You want to eat red meat, not fried or burnt, but you do want to eat red meat. And uh, that'll give you the cholesterol you need to maintain your brain and your hormones and all that kind of stuff. But there's eight different dementias. Senile dementia, okay, which is caused by oxidized oils affecting your brain. There's vascular dementia, where you have plaque in the arteries of your brain. And then there's Alzheimer's disease, which is a cholesterol deficiency. And then there's Korsakoff syndrome, which is a deficiency of a B vitamin. It's a, one of the terminal events of beriberi. The old sailors used to die from that. And then there's uh, Wernicke Korsakoff, where you have MS and this deficiency at the same time. Then there's V12 deficiency uh, dementia. And then, of course, there's pellagra. Pellagra is the four Ds, uh, diarrhea, um, dermatitis, dementia, and death. Okay? And so I always treat for all, when somebody's diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, I always treat for all eight because um, doctors, no matter which dementia you have, there's no rule, Ken, that says, you can't have um, three or five or all eight dementias at the same time. So I always treat for all eight. I've had people who were diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, and after three years of treatment, they went into a coma. After eight years in a coma and down to almost zero brain waves, her sister calls me and says, "My, and this is, you know, I'm not telling tales out of, out of school. But this guy's name was uh, Ray McGregor, and uh, she's my brother Ray, um, you know, he's been in a coma for the last eight years, almost zero brain waves. Now they're going to plug him, and he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease. What can you do? So I just told her to, you know, give him three eggs three times a day, get him on our shakes, uh, make the shakes with whole, uh, excuse me, with a heavy cream instead of water or whole milk, make it with a heavy cream. And then I want him to have um, all 90 essential nutrients, our healthy brain and heart pack, make a little sort of shark, and uh, put it in his G-tube because he's being fed through a G-tube. Okay, during these eight years. As God is my witness, Ken, in four days, this guy wakes up. He thinks he's only been asleep for one night, so he gets dressed, shaves. He's in the nursing home. He gets dressed, gets in a three-piece suit, and goes to work at the bank. <laughs> That's crazy. That's a true story. We do, this, we do this all the time because doctors will diagnose every dementia as Alzheimer's disease because the insurance code book pays out the most for treating Alzheimer's disease, so doctors will always diagnose every dementia as Alzheimer's disease, so they get paid the most. And speaking of pay, uh, I know that you do roughly 400 presentations a year, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think I'd heard you don't accept pay for a lot of your presentations or your advice. Uh, Exactly. I do not take any payment for my presentations, so so I do not get paid for giving lectures. 
I do not get paid for the sale of any products. And um, uh, the, only, the only way I get paid is through the sale of my books. And so that's a totally separate from our um, nutrition company. Uh, the nutrition company does not sell any of my books, so that's a totally different item. Uh, people can get my books uh, by, again, uh, dialing Ms. Brandy. And so they can call her and she can access them and get them good prices on all, all 14 of my best-selling books. And that number, again, is 615-389-7733. Again, I'm sure they'll take extra good care of you if you mention the word amplify. So um, how, how about AFib? What, is, what, is, uh, what causes that? Okay, well, AFib, uh, doctors will run up $500,000 over a period of several years of cardiovascular um, uh, procedures. That's the word I'm looking for, procedures. Um, they'll, you know, install... Uh, pacemakers and defibrillators, and then they'll they'll do ablations and kill part of your heart muscle, trying to get your heart to slow down and so forth. Really, uh, it's two possibilities, or actually three possibilities. One is like this lady I spoke to uh, this morning; she shrunk five inches. When that happens, your vertebrae, the first four vertebrae in your back, T1, 2, 3, and 4, get closer together, and they smash the roots of the spinal nerves to control the rate and rhythm of your heart. So it's actually a back problem in that case. Another uh, one that happens is the tenth, uh, the tenth uh, cranial nerve, the um, tenth cranial nerve, okay, gets squeezed when you have uh, osteoporosis of the skull, and um, uh, it's called the vagus nerve, and it will cause uh, rapid heart rate and flip-flopping of your heart. But if you have osteoporosis of the skull squeezing that vagus nerve, the tenth cranial nerve, and you're squeezing the a uh, spinal nerve coming out from between T1, 2, 3, and 4, you could have two routes that are stimulating the heart to do the fast heart rate and the flip-flops. And so um, we like to get people on the Healthy Brain and Heart Pack when they have AFib. The Healthy Brain and Heart Pack, we get them on our MSM uh, tablets, uh, three of those twice a day for 100 pounds of body weight. And they're designed to support and promote maintenance repair of bone matrix, sort of the rebar of your bone, whether it's in your skull or your vertebrae. And then also it helps rebuild it's the raw material for your disc to rebuild themselves. Um, and um, vitamin D3, people say, well, we live in the islands. There's plenty of sun there. Yeah, well, do you lay out in the sun in a bikini? No, no, no. We sit in the shade. Well, <laughs> that's why you need to supplement with vitamin D3. <laughs> right. Well, I had said earlier uh, before the, uh, the show started that we may go to rapid fire early because we have collectively mm -hmm. more questions we can ask so all the answers from here on out if you'll just be more brief we can always put links to uh, the expansive sure. answer so i'm going to start off with a tricky one uh you had mentioned in your book on uh, page 237 about african-americans being really duped within the sickle cell could you briefly give an answer to that okay well sickle cell anemia is not a genetic disease of black people uh, it is, in fact, a, is a nutritional deficiency during the embryonic stage when the bone marrow cells are forming, and they're permanently damaged, just like cleft palate and heart defects and that kind of stuff. So when the baby's born, they have, um, they're making defective hemoglobin. Same thing happens in white kids. It's called thalassemia in white kids. I've, I've seen it in alligators and giraffe and hummingbirds. So it's universal amongst all vertebrates. It's not a black thing. Very good. Andrea? Andrea. Dr. Wallach, um, if you could address um, what other medical tests that we should be looking at, because, um, you know, when people who are still going to the medical doctor, you know, how should we address that? It, it, just an abbreviated answer to that. Sure. Well, you know, you know, in these uh, blood screens where you, you know, get several dozen different um, values looked at, 
Uh, one of my favorites, of course, is creatinine, which tells you your kidney function. And uh, when people, the creatinine is high, they say, oh, you've got to get you on dialysis. Well, it may be true for a couple of days or a couple of weeks, but we can bring that down because when you have kidney failure, there's usually nothing wrong with your kidneys. Uh, it's the arteries in your kidneys that are blocked. Uh, and so you're not getting the dirty blood into the kidneys, and it'll show up in your blood test as your kidneys are not filtering your blood. So that's a good one. You can't do that yourself. It's creatinine. Of course, your cholesterol is important. You want your total cholesterol to be about 250 or 300 to 500. That's about double what the doctors say. And, of course, you want 99% of it to be the HDL, the good cholesterol. And you have to stay away from salad dressings and cooking oils and so forth um, to, to pull that off. Okay. All right, and this is a loaded one, so try your best to keep it brief. Uh, do vegetarians live longer? Should you cut meat out of your diet? Well, um, I have to tell you, I eat vegetarians. Okay, <laughs> they're, they're usually four-footed ones, but I eat vegetarians. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. But so you have to appreciate, being a vegetarian, you must supplement because you can't tell how many minerals are in those carrots or tomatoes or beets or cabbage or beans or uh, squash or whatever it is you're eating, and you look at all the famous vegetarians <clears throat> that have died at young ages. Okay, Steve Jobs, um, Joe Biden's son. Okay, he died at 46. Steve Jobs died at 56. They were vegetarians. Okay, and so no matter how much money you have, uh, or how smart you are, or how politically connected you are, or how faithful you are to the good Lord, if you're not supplementing with all 90 essential nutrients, being a vegetarian can can bring on many, 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 many diseases and early death. Thank you, Andrea. Recently, I read some research about um, the smile and its effect on epigenetics and how it can reverse past and present traumas. Can you address that? Well, when you're looking at behavioral problems, it's it's a biochemical issue. And, uh, you know, to consciously smile and do those sorts of things is not going to change your biochemistry. But what it can do is um, kind of act like an aspirin for a headache. Uh, when you smile, it, it activates certain muscles and, and various hormones and things that um, take a little pressure off of you and can smooth things out for a while. But you still need to take the 90 essential nutrients, give your neurological system what it needs. And if I may throw in here, uh, this is probably a good point for me to say this, um, I know the cause of all these mass shooters and mass murders and suicides and uh, this uh, sort of thing, is all caused by a deficiency of a single nutrient. This was published in 1978. It's uh, in the book on page 97. The abstract of this article is on page 97 of the book, Rare Earthsman Cures. Here's where Rare Earthsman Cures is good. And we put this nutrient into the drinking water of all municipalities in America. And um, what you're going to find is it's kind of like putting fluoride in the water or reducing the number of cavities in kids' teeth. Why were we willing to put fluoride in the drinking water to reduce cavity in kids' teeth and not willing to put this nutrient in the drinking water to stop mass shooters? Okay, so we need to start talking to governors and, and people who are uh, county commissioners and senators and this sort of thing. Let's get this nutrient. as a single nutrient. It was first used for bad behavior and depression back in 400 A.D., so it's not new, and, of course, it's a big, big published study 1978 is abstracted in the book Rare Earthsman Cures on page 97. <laughs> so that's the teaser, right? Because you aren't giving it yep. up. <laughs> All right. So we're down to a minute or two. So um, I, I'm a big proponent of documentaries, but since it's still summertime, you want to 
uh, share a movie that inspires you and maybe a documentary that you would recommend for our audience? Well, sure. We have uh, a documentary ourselves for Yongevity, our company. And, of course, you can get that documentary, again, through Ms. Brandy. And um, that, that's the way. But uh, the movies I like, of course, are the big um, uh, movies. Uh, the ones, uh, you know, things like uh, Ten Commandments, Moses, uh, um, those sorts of things. Um, uh, I, I like those kind of movies because they're historical. They give you a lot of good history, and you get a sense of what's going on. And, of course, uh, some of the newer movies, uh, I like Star Wars uh, because it lets you know technology and things like that you could be looking for and so on. And so Very good. Um, those are the sort of – I do like cowboy movies because I am a cowboy. And what's a quote you live by, Doctor? Huh. You have so many. Well, the quote that I live by, yeah, I got so many. But the quote that I live by is, take 90 essential nutrients and avoid the bad foods. Well, thank you very much, Doctor. It has been a pleasure having you on the show. And again, that hour went by like a snap. So we hope to have you back when you complete the Keep Smiling book to expand the message of living a life with vitality has to do with actually some smart choices and what you put in your body and what you absorb. So this is Ken Roshan with Voice America Influencer Channel. And again, the number that we can will be giving out will be 8 I'm sorry, 615-389-7733. Thank you, Andre Adams-Miller from Red Carpet Connection for making this show possible and Big Events USA and, of course, the Key Smiling Movement. We'll be back next week. Thank you again, Doc. We hope you've enjoyed this week's edition of Amplified. Be sure to join Ken Rashad again next Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time and 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Now, go get your message heard.